flight got delayed on Sunday coming home of by course. hours, right? Of course, of course it turned to a red eye. Mm-hmm. So we had tons of time to kill before we left. So we went and saw a movie because that's kind of our thing to do. And I saw House of Gucci. I've heard that. Is that the Lady Gaga movie? Yes. Was it good? It was really good. Oh, my watch. I don't know. I don't know if you would like it. Really? <laughs> to be honest. Oh, like, fuck. It was really good, but... Yeah, I really liked it. And I actually, the story behind it is really interesting. And I kind of want to cover it on my channel eventually. Mm. The murder behind the Gucci family. I mean, yeah. just the Gucci family is very interesting, which, by the way, did, they did not approve of the movie. They like hated it. Oh, really? But none of them are even involved in Gucci anymore. None of the family members even own any part of Gucci. Huh. Yeah. I'm honestly they, not surprised. Yeah, because wow. a lot of shit went down. But yeah, I don't know if you could, I don't know if you'd like it because... Movies can be hard for you, right? I and hate it's movies. Like a certain type of movie, though. Like, Only movies that are funny and that I've already seen. Yeah. Much. <laughs> okay, so there's not a lot of humor in this one. That's oh. the first just no for you. That's and then the runtime is almost three hours. Oh, that's a, absolutely not. That so will never happen. That's just going to no. kill it for you. The right longest there. movie I ever watched was Interstellar, and I it was long, but that. I got through it. Yeah, you did. I was yeah. proud. Well, Josh Andy basically threatened it. to fu- fucking fire me if I didn't watch it. Yeah, Loki, he was like, you have to He was like, you will. Yeah. It's part of your job. <laughs> but yeah, this one, um, it was heavy on the accent, so it was kind of hard to follow at times. It was very complicated. And it was mm-hmm. also very dark. Like oh, no. the whole movie is filmed, not dark and like scary, but yeah. it's visually dark. Visually dark I don't the like whole either. time. And I've noticed you you do better with bright movies. I do better colorful, with bright, colorful, happy laughing. sitcom. Or yeah. not sitcom, uh, you know, romantic yeah, coms. Rom-coms. Rom-coms. Exactly. I love a rom-com. This is not that... This okay, well, then that. I will not be watching. And the three-hour runtime, that's not at all for me. I know, I know. But it was good because it really allowed us to kill some time before this flight. It was nice. Blade flights are honestly the, one of the worst things in the world, especially really coming home. Is. You're like, it's I just like, want to uh, get the fuck home. Yeah, especially when you have to check out of your hotel at like 11, then you're like, okay, my flight is in 15 hours. What do we do? <laughs> Sit at the airport and cry. Yeah. Or go see much. a movie. <laughs> Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Sesh. I am Kendall. And I'm Janelle. And we are back here for another episode what episode number is this 61 something like that yeah fucking long time we've been going at this many hours many of hours many hours which by the way now that spotify wrapped has just come out oh yeah everyone is tagging us and it's crazy to be like it's so cool it's it's so cool so many of you guys all of our shows are like your top listen shows which is just (laughs) really crazy yeah but then seeing how many hours or how many episodes you guys have listened to it's mind-blowing is mind-blowing I'm just like, I wouldn't even want to hear my own voice that long. I well, can't believe yeah. anyone would like, want, want to hear it. You know? <laughs> Your voice is beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, it's really cool to see. I love when the Spotify wrapped. It always starts December 1st. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone starts sending their screenshots. So we're getting them. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. a, it's such a nice thing to log on to like Twitter, or whatever, Instagram, and just yeah. like see all these like positive yeah. things. It's, it's really just a cool. nice time of year. It is. Very nice. so thank you. Yes, we appreciate your support as always, even on our last episode, which was just, I don't even a know what it was. shit show. Literally a shit show, though. Oh, literally. It was like a show about shit. shit. A and shit you guys show. still loved it. Yeah. You ate that shit right up. Yeah, you did. You guys are not nasty. <laughs> yeah, you guys just really like are. Us. So this week we do have a little bit more put together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got our serious caps on. Yeah. We are going to be finally talking about... Britney Spears, the conservatorship that has now ended. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is kind of old news at this point. The conservatorship ended on November 12th. Mm-hmm. However, when all of that was happening, as you guys know, I was going through some personal things um, and I just can't really focus on anything else. But it is something that we've wanted to cover for a while and we've been kind of gathering information. 
um, that we were planning on doing an episode the week that the conservatorship was supposed to end. But yeah. yeah. Things happen. So yeah. we still wanted to talk about it because it's something that we both have a lot of thoughts on. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Britney versus Spears a while back. And then last night, Janelle and I went to the liquor store and <laughs> bought a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, a nice bottle of Chardonnay. I, I never really buy wine. So I was like, I went in there and I was like, I want something nice. I like went to the dude and I was like, find me something like that tastes like La Crema that's buttery because that's you like the sh- you know, Chardonnay buttery, buttery taste. Mm but I want something good. And I don't even know what he gave us. I have no idea what it's called. It looks like something like our grandparents would have. I was literally about to say it was really yeah. old looking, not a modern bottle. Which no, I would never like, have picked it. No, it's Just not as sparkly. It goes to show, don't judge a wine by its bottle, That's people. That's true, because that shit was bomb. It was bomb. It was worth 38 bucks for sure. Yeah, it was 38 <laughs> It was really good. But it was really good. So we we had to celebrate, you know? We never really got to have a celebration for Britney and the conservatorship ending. So we decided to get wine drunk and watch Britney versus Spears again. Mm-hmm. And it was a really isn't it well done documentary. Much better than the Hulu one, in my opinion. Yeah. Which, Which by the way, we're not gonna be, you know, going through her timeline like we've already done that. This is yeah. more so an episode reacting to the documentary about the because there were a lot of stuff that they did not touch on before that i had no idea about that she went through a lot of weird details Mm -hmm. Uh, but then also i dove in this morning and did a lot of um research on the internet and read a lot of different uh research articles and stuff about conservatorships in general which i found Mm -hmm. really interesting studies yeah studies that were done um tons of different statistics that are put out there it's a very interesting uh I guess, world of conservatorships. So I figured we could chat about that too, just conservatorships as a whole. That's really something that this whole thing has brought to light yes. is the reality of conservatorships. I feel like the most of us didn't even know how to pronounce conservatorship <laughs> when all of this started. I mean, I had no idea I, what this was. I barely that you know, truly yeah. lose all your civil rights. I mean, I just did not understand it at all. Mm-hmm. I knew that these something like this existed, but I just didn't understand the world of it or how hard it is to get out of one, how many people are in them and how much abuse, you know, is involved and exploitation. It's wild. Yeah, Uh, it really is. And I agree. The Netflix documentary did have a lot of new information and different information. The original Hulu one was more focused. Well, the part two was more focused on the conservatorship, but part one was more focused on just like what, she went through in the mm-hmm. public eye and paparazzi and yes. Justin Timberlake and kind of all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, while this focused m- much more on the legal aspects, yes. the money, the numbers, and kind of how the c- conservatorship came into place from being a temporary conservatorship to mm-hmm. a full-on conservatorship and then how they eventually ended it. Right. Uh, it's very well done. Very well done. I definitely recommend watching it if you haven't already. Even if you're not like a Britney Spears fan or, or have followed this at all. It's, it's easy for anyone to watch. I yeah. mean, really Josh knew nothing about this and really never, I mean, he grew up in a house where he wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. So Dang. he never listened to Britney Spears as a kid. He really didn't know anything <laughs> about her. <laughs> so it was so bad. Dude, when I met him in 2000, what was it? 2010. Um, I remember driving in the car, I was showing him old Britney Spears CDs, like the original yeah. blue with the flower um, on it. Yeah. And showing him all these songs that he had like never heard. He was like an alien. It was kind of fun. He was like a little alien. I kind of miss time. those days. I was telling him the other day. Cause like, I miss your alien days, Josh. I do because we <laughs> went on, like we went to Florida um, for Thanksgiving, yeah. which was kind of a weird story. I'll explain that in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went down there and I, I was just like, God, I miss when you were like, 
the first time I brought him down to Florida to visit my grandma, he like had never been on a plane. Mm-hmm. It was like watching a baby get it. Like he was so excited for the plane yeah. to like the the takeoff and getting the gum beforehand. And he didn't you guys so like go to Chili's in the airport and it was like a big deal to like eat at the Chili's and yeah. the I remember you telling me yeah. about that. Like everything was exciting to him. Oh. And now he's just like, I mean, he's like so excited about yeah. things, but I miss the days where he was my little alien and I would take him around and <laughs> show him things. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> well, you taught him well. I know. I know. Anyway, where am I okay, going with this? Okay, back to your I'm Florida getting rambling. Trip, yeah, no. Okay, you did just get back from Florida. But what I was going to say is Josh was able to watch oh. the documentary and fully be glued to the screen, interested in it. It's such a crazy story that I really feel like anyone could watch it. And Definitely. Especially if you're just too. at all interested in the legal side of you know, just something that's so hidden, I feel like from the general yeah. public, like most people don't know about conservatorships. And right. so I just found it very interesting from that perspective as well, regardless of like Kendall said, of the fact that if you're you know a fan of Britney or if you followed her story, um, I still think you can get something out of it for sure. So recommend yeah. watching. Yeah, it's, it's very well done. So we'll kind of be sharing our thoughts going mm-hmm. through over kind of the basic information just in case, you know, you haven't been following it as much on your own or haven't watched it. Yeah. And kind of share where things are at now, which is, I mean, there hasn't been that much more that has come out. No, but just a lot of like November. hidden details throughout the conservatorship. I think that are interesting to talk about. So yes. Anyways, how was your Florida trip, homie? Yeah, it was, it how was, was your good. I, it was a weird thing. I don't know if you guys, well, I'm sure a lot of you remember a few weeks ago, I did a really emotional episode because my grandmother had decided to move back to Florida. She had moved to Florida this year. And then she decided to go back and I was really upset about it. And so I emotionally bought a plane ticket like on a whim to go visit her for Thanksgiving. And then she changed her mind and she's not going to Florida, which is great news because now she's staying here and I get to have her in Colorado with me for Christmas and everything else. But Josh and I went to Florida for no reason. And luckily my mom does live down there now. So she came and like hung out with us. But but in like a totally different part of Florida. Yeah, she lives in. A, she had to meet us in this random place, and yeah, we were in uh, Jupiter, Florida, which I had never been to. It was pretty cool, pretty chill. And then we also went to Delray Beach, which was very pretty, really. But it was it was just relaxing. Yeah, like we didn't do a Thanksgiving dinner. We just binge watched this show called Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Really good fucking show. Like you got to check it out. It's good. Is it dark? Uh, visually no. no it's beautiful it takes place at a resort <laughs> oh. a wellness spa oh perfect it's good that's exactly and my there, kind there's of uh yeah i don't want to give any details it's so good and melissa mccarthy's in it it's just mm, excellent very good so yeah that was my thanksgiving what'd you have for food if you didn't have the thanksgiving food i had a delicious piece of seared ahi tuna with this like cucumber wasabi cream sauce over the top and some jasmine that's rice. Kind of turkey bitch mm. oh it was amazing and it's just so much better in florida like Ugh, oh, I'm stuff sure we get here in Colorado just doesn't not, cut it. Doesn't cut it. Yeah. No, really not really. How was your Thanksgiving? Ah, pretty good. Not too eventful. I went to my cousin's house, my step cousin's house, I guess. And yeah, hung out with the family, slept. I got to see my grandma um, who lives in North Carolina. She flew in and then my mom's side and us had like a little dinner at on Sunday, so oh, that was I didn't really that. nice. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know your grandma flew out. Girl, I texted you that. No, you didn't. Yeah. Wait, you did? Yeah. When? Like two or three times. I was like, yeah, my grandma's coming into town. It's fine. My grandma was in town. Wait, I seriously did not. I do not. Okay. You're making me look like such an (laughs) asshole. I 
do not remember that. Like I, we text all the time. I don't remember anything hearing about Nan coming I'll out. I'll pull up their seats. But yeah, my nanny came out. It was Did I really reply? Wonderful. You were like, no. my grandma's coming. You just and like I just completely. Said, and I was like, whatever. Okay. So I must have missed it then because I wouldn't have just iced you. <laughs> I mean, I figured you were busy. I didn't well, take it personally. Exciting. Yeah. That's it was really better. wonderful. I got to see her and it was awesome. I love her so much. She's so cute. Yeah, she is so cute. And so with it. My God, yeah, she's she amazing. Awesome. But yeah, that was nice. And then not a whole lot. John and I got a new dryer. That's fucking oh, exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm dead serious. We were so excited. We yeah, went on a Black, Black Friday. Friday deal. Yeah, bitch. And oh, when it wasn't yeah. even that. It was like on sale by like 100 bucks, maybe. So it's still kind of expensive. It's a really nice LG. Very excited about it. Mm. They came in this morning and I was like, our, John came in the room. He's like, our dryer got delivered. I was like, oh, boy. Let me go down. It's like Christmas morning. Yeah, it's very exciting. Oh, boy. But yeah, you know, getting new like, appliances is always very exciting. Yeah, I really want a Dyson vacuum. That's like the oh, next on my list. The Dyson vacuum. Those things are fucking expensive. I know. I know. So tell me, are they worth it? Or are you paying for the stupid too. ass name of Dyson? I've always heard sharks are just as good. So we always get just get sharks. I need a recommendation of a vacuum that doesn't just have the little spinny thing get stuck with hair and then it stops working. Because I'm like, oh, it's great for a sec, but I shed. Yeah obviously like a dog <laughs> and so there's hair all over the place and we vacuum and my hairs get caught in the little wheels and then it doesn't fucking work and you got to cut it out so i need to tell me out there if there is a vacuum that can suck up a bunch of hair and it doesn't get stuck oh my god please i need this too because i have my, my we're me and me and adam are both the hairiest people on earth <laughs> and my rabbit and it sucks because yep. every every fucking vacuum i've had i've only had for a couple months and then they stop working yeah they're like great yep. for a second and then they get filled with hair so that's really great yeah i want to know if the dyson's a real deal too never sprung for one but i wonder i mean is it just the is hype it just or the do vacuums just all kind of suck that's great they all bite the dust eventually i don't know literally know if you have a vacuum that you just rave over yeah let us know for <laughs> sure maybe they'll sponsor us just kidding oh, i got boy. something for black friday what'd you get I got a oh. nugget ice maker. I saw your tweet. Oh my I gosh. I am so excited. When does that come in the mail? I don't know, actually. I think it's coming in like next week sometime. But I'm really happy about it. Oh, of course. Of course. We will all share the nugget ice. I'm <laughs> stoked, dude. That yeah. shit is good. Like the Chick-fil-A ice. Yeah. I've been wanting one for like at least 10 years. Like I have had my eyes on these things. They're expensive. Yeah, they are. But there was a good deal. So I couldn't pass it up. Mm. Had to get that nugget ice. Dude, that shit is so good why is it better it's literally just fucking ice but it's so fun i don't know why because it's bite size it, it even melts better like into your drink yeah, it like does. it doesn't get it your drink is watery it's like little it's just, snowballs like mm -hmm. instead of like really crunchy hard ice it's like yeah. crumbly ice sometimes i just like to eat ice mm -hmm. iron deficiency. i was gonna say already got an iron deficiency so you ready to get into Brittany here i am ready you know i have to say like this whole thing and watching the documentary gives me this like weird sense of guilt almost as a fan because I was su such a fan of hers growing up. The first, not even CD, my first tape. Oh, you had her tape. I had her tape because my grandma didn't trust me to keep the CD safe and <laughs> break it. But I had, you know, Hit Me Baby One More Time on, or wait, no. Yeah. Is that the first one? Hit Me Baby One More Time. And then, oops, I did it again. I always get confused. One more time, but one it's the time. first time. Right. <laughs> yes. That's the one, the blue CD with the pink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like absolutely loved her, worshipped her, like thought she was the coolest person ever was. I was a fan of her for a really long time. And then I kind of got a little judgy about 
how she was acting in the public or how the media was portraying her. And mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously I was young. Yeah, so I was reading I. the tabloids mm-hmm. and being like, oh, she's just becoming a crazy Hollywood star. That's mm-hmm. what happens to all of them. Like not even thinking about why someone would be acting this way or what she could possibly be going through. I and for a while I was like, oh, Britney Spears kind of sucks now. And I like wasn't into her music. Like after um, um, Piece of Me mm-hmm. and... Circus. I, I like Circus. Fucking yeah. album. I loved that time too and Circus. But Circus was kind of the last one. And then after that, I kind of was just like, oh, I'm not really into her music anymore and her anymore because we were getting such a diluted version of her. Yeah. And it's like looking back, I feel I feel bad. I do too. You know, it, I can relate to that. So many people probably feel that way. But I I I feel like I should have stayed true as a fan all those years. And it's hard because like I was a fan, like I love Britney through it all. But yeah, I, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Same. I was I was judgy about it. Yeah. I feel sad too. I feel kind of bad for her. Oh, I yeah. worked like, well, of course I feel bad for her for that, but, but I feel bad feel- that like she was not only did she have such a horrible like personal life, but then her I think a lot of her fans kind of were like yeah. not turned on her, but kind of like raised an eyebrow at her and we're like yeah. what are you doing dude I think a lot of people did obviously there were some people who like threw it all and shouts out to you people who were yeah. like no like like leave britney alone yes like, yeah. yeah so you yeah. know yeah i definitely got you know i just was like felt like kind of disconnected from her mm-hmm. and like she was just so hollywood and i don't know yeah but meanwhile yeah i just had no idea what was really going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. but all of this has just made me love her so much more all over again and she's just such a wonderfully nice human considering yes. what she has been through. She's just, inc- she's really incredible. Yeah. She seems like such a so genuine, many, nice girl. Yeah. So many and people woman. in Britney versus Spears were just talking about how she's just the kindest, most generous, most like polite mm-hmm. person to whether mm-hmm. she's not a diva at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to start this whole thing off, it talks about in the documentary how Britney had kind of feared of her family barging in and taking everything forever but she was so motivated by money because of the fact that she wanted to take care of her family no matter what that's Mm -hmm. what she said was the best part of her you know fame and blah 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 and having all this stardom was the fact that she would knew that she could take care of her family and knew she was like not doing it for herself Mm -hmm. like yeah she wanted she loved to perform. They talked about how she thrived on stage, yep. but at the same time, she mostly wanted to do this for her family security security. And little does she know that her family is, you know, going to basically turn their back on her for over a decade and use her for money, which is just insane. Um, so kind of going back, obviously like we've talked about February of 2008, she's placed under a temporary conservatorship and at the time, Jamie, her dad, had full conservatorship of the person, but shared conservatorship of estate with court-appointed attorney Andrew Wallet. <laughs> Side note, Wallet. I know. That was the last name. That was killing but, us last bro, night. <laughs> what is in the fuck is going on? I know. That, that says a lot about him, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Only worried about his wallet. And the thing that's odd is that at the time, she's... She, or not, I guess she doesn't talk about, but the documentary talks about how she was kind of estranged from her parents at this point. Mm-hmm. So Already. it was a little odd that her dad hopped in and was all of a sudden in charge of her because it's not like they had a great relationship or something no, to pe- begin with. People um, in the documentary, or one woman in particular, said that her mother, Lynn, was the one that was like really on tour with her or going to you know, shoots and stuff with her and her dad was just really never there. Right. 
Yeah. And so, you know, once you lose power over your estate, like that person, whoever now has the power can basically do whatever they want. They can allow people to come into your house. They can kick people out. They can Mm -hmm. take what they want from the property. They can issue restraining orders. They can use her money for legal matters and they can hire anyone. It's basically, it basically snowballed into this unbelievable, I guess, you know, ride of twists and turns of like using and abusing her. And they would call it this hybrid business model. Right. Mm hmm. The conservatorship itself became a hybrid business model. Right. Exactly. Let that sink in. Exactly. So they talk about, um, you know, the reason that she had to be under the conservatorship was because of the dementia, which is we'll talk about that in a second. But before all that, once they were trying to, you know, get the conservatorship to be created and such, suppose I didn't know this. This was really interesting conservatives conservatees so the people who are you know mm-hmm. being put under the conservatorship e- only have five days to either contest or to get a lawyer before this goes through five days that's it which is so so terrible i mean that basically is just cornering you into doing this what are you what yeah. are you going to accomplish in five days yeah and even if you have time to see several attorneys what if you don't find one that it, right. you should have at least 30 days right and Brittany was not even given this opportunity of five days because Sam um, Lutfi, the former manager, was deemed as, quote, dangerous and needed to be kept away ASAP because they felt like the conservatorship needed to go into effect immediately in order to protect her from Sam because supposedly Sam was crushing drugs and putting them in her food, which he went on. Yeah, the he documentary was, he was on there. And that's all very contested, yeah. you know. He right. denies that, and he denies it seemed it. like they had a close relationship for a while. They did, yeah. You know, she. I think it it was very clear in the documentary that she was constantly looking for a new person yes. to really put her trust in because she couldn't trust her family and and other people in her lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think Brittany's ever commented on Sam mm-hmm. and what she thinks. I mean, he defended himself, but there were others that said they know for a fact that he was doing these things. And there are, there was a clip of in the documentary of Brittany getting out of the car. She was very angry with him and she ended up having him switch sides so she could drive. And Mm -hmm. um, so I I don't know, that's a big question mark, the whole Sam Lutby thing. And maybe some of you out there who have followed this heavily know more about Sam and can kind of let us know in the comments. Cause that's been kind of a shady character. I mean, sorry, that's not the right word, (laughs) but it's a tricky person in all of this to, collect the correct information on. right it's just like a big question mark and in the documentary he did talk about how there were like hundreds of blood tests and drug tests right coming back you know negative that she was totally clean so he's like obviously i wasn't tests, drugging her I mean, because there yeah. there was tons of tests and that's why the cops never came after me and like yeah you know so plus all of that would have been used more heavily in her conservatorship if it was true yeah yeah if they had more positive tests i mean i don't know yeah, I don't know. So basically, Brittany understood what the conservatorship was, you know, entailing. And she made it clear that she did not want her dad to be in charge from day one, but she would rather have a third party person. Yeah. So her lawyer, uh, Mr. Streisand, told the judge what she wanted. But the judge looked at him and said they have a report saying she doesn't have the capacity to retain counsel and have an attorney client relationship. So they asked him to leave and he couldn't even represent her, which is fucking unbelievable. So let's talk about 
more of the reason why she was entering the conservatorship, which was the dementia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, medical reports are coming out saying that she's unable to do all these tasks because of her condition. But meanwhile, she's fully working. Yes. And not just working and like taking orders. Mm-hmm. She's running the show. Yeah. She's choreographing the dances. She's writing music. And Performing one point they even live. talked about her writing songs on a napkin at, at a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she has full capacity to do all of those things, but they were making her seem as if she's unable to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the dementia thing is also very confusing and there isn't a lot of information about, you know, her actual. I mean, they were very closed off about yeah. that. And like so, the psychiatrist who had seen her, one of them. Well, he wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't confirm yeah, or he deny. admit. Which but, is, I mean, clearly, dude, very, you're here for a reason. Yeah, you're here for a reason. But. In that world, you obviously can't confirm or deny whether someone's your client. Your client, right. so it's it's obviously a HIPAA violation. So we don't know exactly the reasoning behind the dementia or what mm-hmm. evidence what I the- guess there is for that. But I mean, right. we're seeing someone who yeah is able to choreograph dances, write songs, perform live, run these run this business, mm-hmm. and you know do show after show. She's in. She's a she's a powerhouse. She's so so fucking talented. It's like beyond. Just watching this whole thing really put that into perspective for me. That's one thing I really never realized about her is just how involved she is in her creative process. That it's not just a team like telling her where to stand and putting her in outfits. She like comes up with a lot of you know her shows and is very into how the whole thing goes. Mm -hmm. She's like a natural just performer. Yeah, absolutely. Over, I mean, over the 13 years of this whole conservatorship, she released four full length studio albums. So you're telling me she can't, she can't work or she's not, you know, able to have control of her own life. Meanwhile, she's a a total workhorse. It's absolutely, but lacks the capacity for this, lacks the capacity for this, this, Mm -hmm. this, it's just like a bunch of bullshit. It really was terrible. So then in 2009, People are trying to kind of help her find a different lawyer. And there was some paperwork she needed to sign. And this was such an interesting part of the Mm -hmm. documentary. So Jenny Lescu, which is there's two women who created this uh, documentary and she's a journalist and, um, you know, was a huge part in kind of telling her Britney's story and making yeah. sense of all of this confusing legal Going documents. Papers right. And, yeah, they, they did a good job. And this. there was this one part where she talks about how she snuck in to the hotel that Britney was at pretending to be a guest and then somehow met Britney in the bathroom kind of mm-hmm. secretively and had her sign this paperwork, basically petitioning to get a new lawyer. And then the worst part is is that after there was like tons of doubt cast about, did she yeah. actually How sign it? How did she get that? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. real? She lacks capacity to choose her own attorney, blah, blah, blah. It was ridiculous. So basically the petition got like thrown out. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, basically got thrown to the side and that was the and end of that. nothing ever came out of it. Which pisses me off so much. It's like, you should have the right to petition at least for a new lawyer. That is ridiculous. They were just like, nope. Well, there were three different times that she tried to get a a new attorney and every single time there was an excuse. It was ridiculous. So then, uh, you know, at this time, it's still a temporary conservatorship. Right. But shortly after, the conservatorship becomes permanent with Jamie. So now he's got all the power. He's got all the control over her finances. And when a conservatorship becomes permanent, it's like indefinite. You know, there is no planned time normally you know there's no process really to contest it Mm -mm. get out of it i mean most people it's like 
nearly impossible. Right. Most of the time you're in there for life. It's a very, very difficult process to get out of. And I think they do that on purpose. Yep. And yeah, one thing someone said in the in the documentary that stood out to me is it's really like stripping stripping you of all of your civil liberties. Yes. Well, they do call it a civil death. Civil um, death. Yeah. yeah. They call it that's civil death. How he ha- had put it. Civil death. And that's powerful. I mean, it, and it really is. She, she basically, she could do nothing. She to. had no life. She was just like a living shell of a human taking yep. orders from people and then still working and making all the money and paying all the people. And we'll talk about that more, more later, which it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. So yeah, it is. Let's talk about some examples. If she wants to do anything, she has to ask permission. Yes. She, if she wants to buy stuff for her kids, has to ask permission. Yep. Remember, they were like, oh, if I wanted to buy books from a couple uh, books. books for my kids or couple whatever. Couple hundred bucks. Couple hundred bucks. She had to wait days. $10, $10 in her wallet, that technically doesn't belong to her. And no. literally every little thing has to be approved by someone else. Meanwhile, she's making millions of dollars. I mean, how frustrating would that possibly be? It would be things like if she just wanted to take her golf cart out for right. a drive, she'd have to at, call and ask permission. Mm-hmm. If she wanted to go to a restaurant, she'd have to call and ask permission and sometimes wait 20 minutes or more, or more. to get an answer right. just to go do these basic things. I mean, couldn't get anything for herself. Like even if she wanted to just go buy some makeup or buy, go to the grocery store and buy no. some granola, like nope. nothing, no money. She had to do. It's just, it's truly unbelievable. And I think when this all first started, none of us really Mm-mm. knew the extent of this or how how insane these conservatorships actually are that you it's almost like you're dead it's mm-hmm. like someone has killed you mm-hmm. but you're still living you're still living but you're and living on case, someone else's money. time someone else's mm-hmm. choices someone else's like yep. everything about your life is controlled and that's no life at all remember the part in the doc where she is able to drive her car for the first time in a long yes. time for like 30 minutes the it was a powerful huge moment. deal it was so sad. They basically had to like set up this whole 30 minute time frame of her to be able to sit in the driver's seat and drive her car. People had to plan it. All this big just commotion. to, you know, cool, like feel free, feel like herself yeah. for a few minutes. I mean, what the fuck is that? It's so sad. How can her parents? Oh, both of them are so evil, man. Like, how could they just let, see that happen to their daughter who they're benefiting from her success and her hard work every single day of their lives oh, and she's yeah. suffering and yep. they just let it go on and on. No. Oh, they are absolutely They don't disgusting. even care. The whole medication thing. Yes. She was on a stimulant, which they won't exactly talk about, but I would assume it's like Adderall or something. Mm-hmm. But um, they would totally change her dose depending on, depending on what she, if she was performing that day, mm-hmm. if she had a big tour coming up, if she had a bunch of shows that day, whatever it was, they would kind of fluctuate her dosage yep. Which, you know, it's it's really hard because I under at some point I can understand when someone is not in the mental capacity to be able to make decisions for their health. And, you know, there are times to be like, hey, yeah. you need to take your medication. Yes. But what doesn't make sense is the fact that she's able to go out and perform for hours and days and weeks on end. So you you can't tell me that she's not capable of making that decision of whether or not she's going to be taking a stimulant or how much or Mm-hmm. You know, how frequently, whatever it is. Just ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> this is wild, but she made $73 million in record sales from 1998 to 2003. That's insane. So let's talk about Jamie's earnings yep. from 2013 to 2018. This was wild. So he earned t- $2.1 million 
from tour revenue, Mm -hmm. plus another 16,000 per month for his salary. And this is, my God, I mean, that's, that's a lot for Mm -hmm. him to just be getting for doing absolutely nothing. But then Brittany's monthly allowance out of that was 8,000, half of what he was earning every month. Her dad, who like barely has any involvement in her life, has caused all these problems for her, is abusive to her, frankly, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, doesn't care about her in any sense. No. Nope. And he's just... He's making twice as it. much as her per, mo- per month for the work that she's doing for the money that she's making. Yep. Yep. And at the end of the day, the money that she even gets, she's not even allowed to spend it the way she wants. She right. has to ask permission for everything she does. Right, right. Yeah. It's so, yeah, like, maddening. she's making eight grand, but not really. Absolutely ridiculous. So there was a tour that had happened for Circus, mm-hmm. and people who had worked on the tour had said that it was extremely bad for Britney's health, yes. that it was grueling hours, not relaxing, just exhausting. So eventually she decided she wanted to switch to a Vegas residency. And we almost saw the first show when we were in Vegas. Yeah. We cheaped out on the tickets. Yeah. She it was she was performing for a long time in Vegas. Yeah, she was several, several years. I think it was the circus show we yeah. were trying to see. I think it was, it was, yes. yeah. Which honestly now I'm kind of glad we didn't go because, because yeah, she, she didn't really want to be there, Mm-mm. you know, so I know that's a good point. So in 2019, she announces another Vegas residency. This time it's going to be called domination. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, and this is when a lot of this all came to light, kind mm-hmm. of um, the residency was canceled because of family health concerns. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is the first time people suspected that something was clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. People started making actual missing persons flyers of Brittany and putting them around social media And that's when Free Britney really started gaining traction because she hadn't publicly indicated that she wanted to be freed from the conservatorship. But people were starting to, yeah, putting it together. Like, what is going on here? Exactly. And the whole like poster of missing person obviously was a joke because she's not actually missing. But it was kind of taking it was kind of being taken seriously because it was like, where the hell is she? Like, she just canceled her tour and then kind of just abruptly just bailed basically Mm -hmm. for for a few weeks. Um, and then on April 23rd, she hops on Instagram and posts a video explaining that, you know, everything's okay, that her family's going through some really difficult times in their personal lives. And that's why she had to cancel the show, but she and ended a lot it. Of anxiety. Yeah. A lot of anxiety, but she ended it with like, but I'll be back really soon. Yeah. You know, not, don't worry I'm about fine. me. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay, she says she's doing fine, but fans didn't really buy it. Like people were, you know, talking about, this is so weird. She just randomly comes on, says, mm-hmm pops on does this little video says she's fine and so when she's clearly not when she's clearly not right so then shortly after she's gets checked into a mental health facility against her will she gets put in hold and again is being given medication that she didn't want to take and this is there's a it's not very black and white because being put in an involuntary hold is there's a reason why that's there you know and so Again, did she need to be in it? I don't really know because we I don't, don't know really, the details. I don't know it, why yeah. she went in there really. I don't know right. the details. But, you know, that's kind of the public's belief is that she didn't really want to be there. I don't know. So. And yeah, was being given medication that she didn't want to take. Right. Which later she talked about um, lithium. Yes. Being the medication. And then randomly she was switched into that out of nowhere was had been on medication for years and years and all of a sudden was taken off that put on lithium. So yeah. By her father. Mm, Yeah. So yep. Terrible. So then three months uh, after this in the summer of 2019, 
there was a extremely difficult time during the conservatorship because Kevin, her ex, Kevin fed. Yeah. Kevin fed filed a restraining order against Jamie, her dad. Um, and so he was not allowed to see the kids in person at all. And yeah. I guess there was like a whole blow up between yeah, some him. type of altercation between like broke down a door Kevin and Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Yeah. He broke down the door, scared the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they approved the restraining order because the kids feared for their safety. Right. So going into 2020 here, this is when Jamie basically says that Brittany is refusing to work. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh. And complaining because mm-hmm. the money train is slowing down for him. Yeah. There's a whole um, document that was put out, but it, most of it's blacked out. But this one part is in. It says, the conservatory has refused to engage in any business activities, including making a single non-performing appearance at a local pop-up store dedicated to the conservatory, where minimal effort was required. That is Result- so backhanded. Yeah, right? Fuck you. Resulting in the estates being required to refund the advance it had received in the amount of a million dollars. They're oh, like complaining, boo. like... Yeah, seriously. Are you kidding me? She's made you millions yeah. of dollars. The conservative's lack of cooperation in her own financial well-being and uh, preservation of her continued stature as an iconic artist has deteriorated rather than improved. I like how it's her condition as a an iconic artist, not mm-hmm. her mental condition. Her health has deteriorated, no. you know, nothing. It's just she's not making us as much money. She's refusing to she's work. Not she's being difficult. Right. It's ridiculous. So then June comes around. This is such a slow process, which actually I kind of want to know. I feel like this Brittany happened pretty fast. It did in comparison, comparison, but still, you know, this is years that they're kind of going back and forth Mm -hmm. and things are starting to come out and the, you know, the surface just starting to crack, but still, but I agree. Yeah. The end of ending of the conservatorship, it went faster than anyone thought. Yeah. Most people didn't think it would actually become finalized until at least 2022. And I think that's mostly because, you know, she's Britney Spears. She has a huge following and people mm-hmm. were like really demanding some some change be made here. On June 23rd, 2021, Britney got to speak in court. And we did play some clips of that when it originally happened, mm-hmm. but even more came out. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. When I came off that tour, a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early, but it was hard because I'd been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's going to go. I was basically directing most of the show, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of video with me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. I led a room of 16 new dancers in rehearsals. I was told by my at the time therapist that my manager called him in that moment and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals. And he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication. Three days later, after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All of this was a false. He uh, he immediately Immediately the next day put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I'd been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong um, and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. 
Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. And my dad only, he acted like he didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away when my kids went home to Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down and did a psych test on me. It took forever. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry, it's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. I'm telling you again, because I'm not lying. I want to feel heard. And I'm telling you this again, so maybe you can understand the depth and the degree and the damage that they did to me back then. I want changes and I want changes going forward. I deserve changes. I don't owe these people anything, especially me, the one that has roofed and fed tons of people on tour on the road. It's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through. And that's the main reason I've never said it openly. And mainly I didn't want to say it openly because I honestly don't think anyone would believe me. And that's why I didn't want to say any of this to anybody, to the public, because I thought people would make fun of me or laugh at me and say, she's lying. She's got everything. She's Britney Spears. I'm not lying. I just want my life back. And it's been 13 years and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough. But I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am. And it's enough. It makes no sense at all. So basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. Um, I I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. But I, I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, all of I hear, I hear all these no's, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get, I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. So hearing it from her directly is just obviously very powerful. And especially with it building up for so long, you can just hear that excitement in her voice to be finally getting it out and the anger that mm-hmm. she has been carrying all this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's so shocked and just traumatized by the entire thing. Yep. Um, so she said a few important things. There were, there were many important points in this. And yeah. one thing that we had talked about in an earlier episode was just how much she wanted to be, have the ability to have another baby if she wanted Yeah. and that she has no healthcare care control at all Mm-mm. and she cannot choose to take herself off birth control mm-hmm. so that is something that she talked about in that she talks about the lithium mm-hmm. and how her dad was loving every minute of it mm-hmm. um, as you heard and she felt like jamie just loved the control that he had over her she said that she lied about being okay for years and she really wasn't because she was so traumatized she couldn't sleep she was depressed And she makes it very clear that she believes the people who did this to her should be in jail, Mm -hmm. including her father. Yep, exactly. Then not uh, long after, on July 6th, Sam Ingham resigns. 
Uh, as her court-appointed counsel, Sam made nearly $3 million over the course of the conservatorship. $3 million. Oh, so much. Oh. That doesn't even make sense to me. Three mil. <laughs> so God, attorneys are so fucking expensive. And then over the past year, Jamie and his team uh, requested over $1.3 million in legal fees. So again, they're just trying to squeeze every little penny yep, out and of now her. Lynn's doing it too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then most, not most recently, but only a few months ago in September, um, Jamie formally asked to be removed as the conservator and that the conservatorship be terminated. Now, when we were covering this, we thought that was so interesting. Like, why is he all of a sudden asking for this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were confused. What is his motive? Why is he doing this? And again, you know, months pass and it looks more and more like she's going to be free. And then on November 12th was the huge court date. Um, when the judge ruled to terminate her conservatorship completely and freeing her after 13 grueling years. It was a very exciting day. I was, I was actually in LA when it happened and I didn't go to it because I knew there would be a ton of people and I get very anxious in crowds, but, um, I was just watching live streams and stuff that people were doing and it was just so cool. The energy, the excitement. I mean, everyone was so nervous Mm -hmm. that might go the other way and then to have it just everything's done. She's free in mm-hmm. that moment. It was, it was just really magical to see, especially people who have been part of this movement from the beginning out there all the time, mm-hmm. you know, pushing when everyone else thought they were crazy and yep. just seeing them get to celebrate and really enjoy that with her and her get to thank her fans, acknowledge everything that they've done. I mean, the whole thing was just so beautiful. Yeah, it really was. It was really cool to see. And since then, she's come out and posted, you know, several things on Instagram being like, thank you. And, you know, free Britney. She's totally acknowledging it, you know, now more than yeah. ever. And then she also more recently came out and talked about how she currently is on the correct medication. She didn't really go into details. Uh, it's not our business anyways. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, which is really amazing to see her be able to have control of her health care again. And she's also talking about the idea of maybe having another baby. She mm-hmm. posted about how maybe it'll be a girl this time. And it's just cool, you know, whatever her future, whatever lies in her future, for her to be able to have the opportunity and the freedom to, for that to possibly be an option for her is just so groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, a basic human right that she now has again. I feel like she's being reborn. Yeah. You know, and she's having, she's, and although this is obviously so wonderful, I think comes challenges because now she has, she went from having no freedom to now being able to make tons of decisions. And that's gotta be really overwhelming. And she's been so sheltered that I think that runs the risk of her not being fully like educated on the types of decisions and how they will impact her. And I'm hoping that there will be people there to kind of guide her and, you know, at least will have good intentions, right. That will have good Mm -hmm. intentions. And obviously at the end of the day, it's her decision, whatever decision she makes should be made by her and only her. But I hope that if she wants it, that there's there's people there that can guide her and yeah, kind of help her come back into the world as smoothly as possible instead of just kind of being like, all right, good luck. Yeah, because it is totally, I mean, the world has changed so much since she first started in the conservatorship in what, mm-hmm. 2008, 2009? Mm-hmm. Um, the temporary was yep. put into, into place and think about how much the world has changed since 2008, oh, dude. Totally. I mean, really yeah, recently, like a couple weeks ago, she posted, Jeffree Star had sent her a bunch of makeup yeah. and she posted it and was like raving about the makeup and people started like ripping her apart in the comments for promoting Jeffree Star. And obviously people have tons of thoughts on Jeffree Star. And 
people were angry with her and like, why would you support Bestie? Why are you supporting right. Jeffrey? And it's like, dude, she has been a prisoner for years. You think she's been able to keep up on the latest on Jeffrey <laughs> Star and his drama? Like, fuck no. All right. It's so... Ugh, so that was really annoying seeing like a lot of people got oh, mad know. at her and then she took down the post yeah she ended up yeah got bullied into taking it down it's like right i understand people's anger with jeffree star like whatever but come on get a grip like right. look look at what this woman has been through yeah yeah my god she's gotta learn day by day and catch up to th- what yeah. the hell has happened over the well, last 13 people years can just be understanding more because god damn i mean maybe those people haven't seen Britney versus Spears because it's just it's it's truly insane how much of a prisoner she actually was yeah definitely yeah she's like on an island I mean it's just wild making money and paying people to control her yeah it's ridiculous sick okay I really want to talk about some just general things having to do with conservatorships because I found some very interesting stuff so let's get into that but before we do we want to thank our sponsors for the day all right we are back and this is the part that I want to get more of your reaction to. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, I kind of just dove in this morning and found some very interesting pieces about conservatorships in general. Really? What'd you learn? So I want to start off by the fact that it is nearly impossible to know exactly how many conservatorships are active at any given time in the United States. And this is because there is no national database that tracks the number of conservatorships or guardianships in the U S so I did hear that before. That's right off the so bat, wild. There's no, you know, kind of very state to state. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no real way to Cohesive. be able to mm-hmm. tell how many there are at any given point. Um, it said that the federal government actually doesn't mandate states to report how many conservatorships there are. So again, it's kind of a free for all. In 2018, the U.S. Senate Special Committee on Aging concluded in a report that, quote, few states are able to report accurate or detailed guardianship data and figures related to the number of individuals subject to guardianship are largely unavailable. Again, because of the lack of reporting. And then according to the National Council on Disability in 2016, it was estimated, again, this is just estimated, that there are about 1.3 million guardianship or conservatorship cases that are active at any given time in the U.S. So this is a very loose estimate because, mm-hmm. again, we can't really tell, but somehow they were kind of able to pull in an estimation. And uh, managing assets that total at least $50 billion for people whose wow. rights have been essentially stripped from them. $50, 50 billion. billion. Oh, my God. Another thing that Must absolutely so many people. blew my mind was the fact that there are very few requirements for becoming a guardian or conservator which is wild. For example, 60% of courts don't review credit histories or of potential guardians. About four in 10 don't bother conducting criminal background checks, according to the National Council of Disability. And this person could just become in Mm -hmm. control of your entire life Mm -hmm. and make every decision for you. Okay, that makes me feel good. I know, right? What the fuck? They don't even really check to see if that's a good fit necessarily. If they have criminal background, if there's abuse in their in their background check if there's neglect if there's you know whatever it is yeah they don't oh check oh my god they don't check your credit score which is a problem because of the fact that if you're getting financial yeah. control over someone's assets yeah well, you want to make sure they know what they're doing with their finances right. right wow unbelievable that's crazy so then i found another study back in 2010 by government accountability office um and it was kind of looking into financial exploitation neglect and abusive seniors cuz for the most mm-hmm. part, conservatorships, most people who are in them are seniors. Yeah. 
Um, not always, obviously, you know, there's special cases like Brittany, but the majority, but a lot of them are. So the study concluded that between 1990 and 2010, there were hundreds of allegations of physical abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation by guardians in 45 states, including D.C., District of Columbia, if you guys are not from the states. Um, and then 20 selected closed cases, GAO, which again is um, the uh, Government Accountability Office, found that guardians stole or otherwise improperly obtained $5.4 million in assets from 158 incapacitated victims, many of whom were seniors, like I said. $5.4 million stolen or otherwise improperly obtained in 20, just in 20 cases. How? What? This is insane. And like, make, this whole thing has really blown the top off oh, on yeah. conservatorships. Yep. And in some instances, guardians also physically neglected and abused their victims. So oh, it's not just yeah. financial abuse, but physical abuse as well. Uh, in six of 20 cases, the courts failed to adequately screen potential guardians, appointing individuals with criminal convictions or significant financial problems to manage high dollar estates, like we just mentioned. Uh, in 12 of 20 cases, the courts failed to oversee guardians once they were appointed, allowing the abuse of vulnerable seniors and their assets to continue. So once you're in, you're kind of uh, just yeah, in forever. Yeah, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And then, so fucked up. Lastly, in 11 of 20 cases looked at, courts and federal agencies did not communicate effectively or at all with each other about abusive guardians, allowing the guardian to continue on. So... That's that's oh my god! This is such this is a, like an epidemic. I know this is wild. I know. I mean, how many people are going through this and can't even speak for themselves or let other people know or seek help? I mean, this is like sickening. I know. And obviously, there are plenty of cases where the conservatorship is there, and and hopefully with people that have your best interests in mind in mm-hmm. some cases and care about you and just mm-hmm. want to protect you, and it's needed in some circumstances, obviously. But the amount of exploitation. I just I just had no idea. And it's hard to even really because these are just, you know, different studies that are looking at 20 cases. But mm-hmm. imagine the type of statistics right. that would come out if we actually had a database for every single <sighs> yeah. case. Yeah, that's so true. You it'd know, be, it'd be astronomical. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. It's like, what the fuck? How is how is this happening? I don't know. It's been happening forever. And I think it's there's no way out of there's it, no there's like no real guidelines there's no strict laws on it so it's kind of a free-for-all each state depends you know some states are more strict than others some states don't care but the whole idea is the fact that there's there's no communication between different courts if this person was in court mm-hmm. for abuse 15 years ago and now this court went ahead and appointed them of conservator there's half the there's time no they're con- not yeah. looking at background che- checks they're not looking at their you know overall background of their lives and how they've had dealt with their own finances and yeah. whatever it is. And they're still appointing these people to people's estates forever. And again, it should be something that is like reevaluated every two years, yeah. every five years, even 10 years right. where the conservative has an opportunity to prove why they no longer need this conservatorship mm-hmm. and actually be heard and get, you know, their own representation that they choose. Mm-hmm. So that you know, if that's all you really have, all mm-hmm. your your rights are stripped and all you have is legal representation. That's everything. Right. And when p- these people can't even get that. Yeah. It really is like civil death. 
And it like, yeah, you're technically allowed to, you know, petition to end it, but it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's they don't hard. make it easy. No. You know, I mean, the process should be completely different right. for how it's evaluated and how often it's evaluated. There should be just um, there should be like someone almost like a probation officer or like, um, I mean, not a probation officer. What am I trying to think? Like like investigator? A, yeah. Or someone that comes like a wellness check, like. A lot of, you know, in foster care, yeah. for example, you know, they come and check on how the the mm-hmm. person is being treated by the family. It should be that same thing should be in place for conservatives. Um, Welfare checks. Yeah. You know, just checks on making sure that the conservatorship is being upheld the way it's supposed to. And there's no abuse going on. Why is it just so okay? This person gets all the power right. controls your entire life. Goodbye. It kind of reminds me of when kids I mean, have you heard of a GAL, guardian ad litem? No. It's basically like someone. And what again, is it? I, a guardian? guardian? Guardian ad litem. Ad litem? Ad litem. A-D ad litem. litem. Three words. Guardian ad litem. I've never heard of that. So it's basically a, they call them guardian, but it's a person who's appointed by the court to watch after someone during a case. And it's very common in kids Kids get them a lot when their parents are fighting in mm-hmm. divorce court, especially. And I'm not a fucking lawyer, so I'm trying to explain this the best I understand yeah. it. But I almost feel like they need to have those yes. appointed for every single person who is in a conservatorship. Someone who yeah. is non supposed to look at it in a very non-biased way and only have the person's best interest in mind. Whether that's yes. the kid, whether yes. that's the adult, the person in the conservatorship, whatever it may be. Someone who's, you know really not working for either side mm-hmm. who there can come them. in and do an evaluation once a year, once every six months, yes. whatever. And, and kind of doesn't benefit one way or the other of saying, yes, they need it. No, they don't need it. It's just genuine concern for mm-hmm. the person. Yes. That's, that's what I was trying to get at. I don't know why I said probation officer, but yeah, like someone who is keeping track of yeah. the conservatorship and the conservative. Yeah, there should be. It's a wild. GAL. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. One thing when I was looking through all of this that I found was kind of interesting was for some reason, the state of Minnesota is the only state in the country that mandates the conservators record and submit all financial transactions through a software application. So they have a whole software application called my MN conservator. And I guess it basically keeps all of the records of all the conservatorships that are going on. Mm. And in addition to this, my MN conservator, works with a centralized auditing team who audits them. And basically, you know, they, they make sure that everything is going well and that it should be, you know, everything looks okay. And Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. only state that mandates that they have records and submit all their financial transactions. That is mind blowing. I I figured no one does. It it just figured it didn't exist. Why is this not something that's being adapted nationwide? Mm -hmm. I know. What the fuck? Yep. Audits are extensive reviews of the accounting and supporting third-party documentation. So they're really in there to make sure, yeah, they're, they're really not on one side or the other. And I don't understand why this is not something for every single state. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. A 2018 study about conservators exploitation in the state of Minnesota found that out of the 31 cases of financial conservatorships they looked into, the majority of conservators were family members and the victims of the exploitation were disproportionately female, which I also found mm. very mm-hmm. interesting. That and is I am really not surprised at all. That's very interesting. 
Well, also dementia is more common in females too. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Yeah. And I again, I would like to see some type of stat on, okay, like how many people are in conservatorships because of dementia and then look at, you know, male to female versus how many people are in conservatorship right. for something else and look at male to female and look at ages. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't surprise me because, you know, obvi- it's obvious that women are prone to abuse more than men not mm-hmm. saying that men are not abused of course that yes. happens of course but, but if you statistically look at the st- yeah, yeah it doesn't you look lie. at the stats it doesn't history. fucking lie no nope. so anyways i just found that whole thing fucking wild and there's not that much to to, to look at for conservatorships like that was mm-hmm. really the top studies i could find and statistics i could find there's really not a whole lot out there it seems like a very secretive process mm-hmm. i think general. so too that's very underdeveloped yeah I agree. It's really, really bad. So it's really crazy to me that it's it's so easy for a person to get into a conservatorship, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard for them to get out of it. Like there's so many there's I think there was like seven steps in order to like petition to fight like petition to come come out of it. I think it was a Hulu documentary. Um, Yeah, they were talking about how I think it was a lawyer. She was saying that how less than one percent of Mm -hmm. people who petition to end conservatorships Actually. actually actually do it actually are successful in ending it yeah it's extremely and, rare yeah and it's just i don't know it's just it's just it is mind-boggling and it, it's crazy that this is a whole other world itself and like how i mean it's a legal way for people to get abused mm-hmm. yeah it is it really is and that's something i had just never realized or understood this world of it until this all came out i mean even when i first heard she was in a conservatorship just my understanding of what that meant was so you know not Basic. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just I did not realize how extensive it is that you are literally losing all your rights. And yeah, how hard it is to actually get out of one. And that's why so many people thought it would be longer for Brittany. It would maybe never happen for her. Um, yeah. So it's amazing to see this happen. And I really hope that this in some way affects, I guess, the awareness around conservatorships, just the overall knowledge mm-hmm. um, inspires others to try to break free of theirs. Although it's, you know, how much can you actually do no, no matter how inspired you are? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's not Britney's responsibility to become like the conservatorship spokesperson but, and right. save everyone else. And, um, but she, if she chooses to do that, she could, she could help a lot of people. And if she doesn't choose to do that, she already has, she's already, yes. mm-hmm. Um, just having all of this come out and sharing all this, which I know hasn't been easy for her. I know she's thought some of it's kind of embarrassing and I get that. And it's like your personal life and your family drama being blasted out there. And clearly in the end, it's been cathartic for her and she's happy and you can tell she's feels like, okay, now everyone's clued in and knows what the fuck I've been going Mm -hmm, through. And that's mm got to feel powerful, Mm -hmm. but it's not easy. I'm sure this year as, as many highs as there have been this year for her, I'm sure it's also been one of the hardest years of her life. Yep. Um, after God, fucking 15 plus hard, her whole life. I mean, this girl's her whole She's life. been through it since day one. You can really go one. back. Like we could have even gone back even further mm-hmm. um, in this episode. And I think we've we've talked we've talked about Brittany in so many. We've like done childhood yeah, about, on my hire. We've yeah. talked about her childhood. I've done videos. Yeah. We'll um, link the episode we did on the sesh a few months back, really going into her childhood. We broke it down a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's really wild how much she has, she has been working since day one, mm-hmm. since day one, pretty much to, and she, she's, she's an, she's like grown an empire. Yeah. All for her family, you know, not really for her. Yes. 
That's what's really interesting is it seems to be mostly driven for family. Like originally she wanted to like help her extended family before they were just using and abusing her. She wanted to help Mm -hmm. as many people as she could, Mm -hmm. but also it became about her kids providing for her kids, proving that she could provide for her kids. Her Mm -hmm. sons are clearly everything to her, Mm -hmm. but all along it's been this fight to help all these other people in her life who have all just used her and abused her in Mm -hmm. the end and run her absolutely ragged to, to like, I'm surprised after all of this, it took her until 2019 to finally say, fuck you enough's enough. I'm not working anymore. Yeah. And to not go to that, uh, whatever event they were bitching about, she didn't show up to her own thing. That would have been very easy for her, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are lucky. She didn't stop working for your asses years and years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys wouldn't have all the millions of dollars that you've had if she had just, as soon as the conservatorship started, said, fuck you all, I'm done. And it was interesting because in the doc, it talked about, actually, I think this was a clip from her statement in court, how she was like, at first I tried to put on a fake smile for so long and tried to pretend like everything was okay because I was hoping that one day, what like I would be able to convince myself essentially that I am okay and then I am happy. And she's like, but I'm not, I'm scared, I'm depressed, I'm... Yeah. And I I feel bad that she's had to do this for so long, but I, I guess in a way she's lucky compared to other people who don't have the following and don't have the, that's true. you know, support Privileged. from society. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is that privilege. privilege yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, and I'm sure she's aware of that mm-hmm. and grateful that she's had the platform that she has and all yeah. of her fans. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised it took her that long to to say enough's enough. And I think a lot of that goes back to her just drive for wanting to take care of her kids and prove herself as a mother and hardworking provider. But also she loves to perform. It's clear. You can see yes. the joy in her face when she's just working with dancers behind the stage mm-hmm. and on stage. Some of, some of her most candid moments are when she's on stage just talking to her audience. Mm-hmm. And there's one point where she was like, I feel like I'm breaking the law yeah, right now. Talking like, I feel to like the this microphone. is illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so sad. So it's interesting. Like you, you wonder, is she going to come back and perform? And I, I think, I think she will. I kind of feel like she will too. Because she loves it. And, and if she chooses not to, then, then fine, fine. Of course. Yeah. I'd love to see her come back. I'd be excited to see especially if she's more in control of yeah, it now, what that she will look is like. choosing to come back. Oh my God, that would be yeah. unbelievable. And but, I think she will because it's such a passion of hers. But of course, if she doesn't like, that's really she's fine. an icon. She's done so much and her music will live on forever, forever. It's Britney bitch forever. That's right, baby. Oh yeah. Well, <sighs> it's very exciting. It's really cool to see. It is. And I'm glad we've been able to follow it for, you know, like the last six months, really. I know. Really I, great. I'm kind of kicking myself for not going down to the courthouse when yeah, you should have. That would have been sweet. Ended. I was going to. I started trying to convince Josh, but then he was like, "There'll be a lot of people, and there'll be no parking, and we'll just." Oh my god! And I started getting panicked about it. And no Los Angeles gets stressful for me as it is. It's just such a different environment than Colorado. There's so yeah. many people, and I get recognized a lot more there than I do here. So it's just. I was like, I don't know. It could be a, a little much. A little much. And what if Could've it goes done, like, bad? A drive-by. What if it went like crazy? Yeah. I know. I wanted to do a drive-by. Do Josh was like, it's out of our way. Because we were going down <sighs> to somewhere for problems. lunch. <laughs> well, but, either way, we're really happy for her. Yes. And thrilled. Yeah. thrilled. And go watch Britney versus Spears. Yeah. It's very good. Which, by the way, I love that title because I was thinking about like, Britney versus Spears. Obviously, Britney Spears is her fucking name. Duh. Yeah, right. But Britney, as in Britney Spears versus Spears, like the Spears family jamie spears yeah. lynn spears almost like the enterprise of spears exactly i thought yeah. that was such a great title it i was. loved it it's really well done i wonder if she'll change her name mm. 
Interesting. Just, I just well, thought about that right now. Like I just yeah. like I wonder if she'll change her name. Did she just get engaged or is she already engaged? Yeah, I she, can't remember. She, she, got she just engaged. got engaged. Yeah, yeah. very recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, she Ooh, could maybe. take his name. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. But yeah. either way, she'll be an icon for life, and we love. I love her. seeing more of her now. I know it's great. And um, yeah, she there was recently a picture of the boys posted too mm-hmm. to one of their social medias, and they're like old now. I know. It's so weird. I really just from a nosy standpoint, I'm just so curious of what their take is on all this obviously it's none of my business and yeah you know they need to protect themselves but i would love to hear them like really spill the tea it's also britney's birthday today (gasps) oh my god yeah it's britney's birthday today she's such a sagittarius too i didn't know it was the second though yeah yeah. oh i forgot happy i hope she's having her amazing first free Birthday. birthday. She can do whatever birthday. the fuck she wants. She doesn't have to ask for money for a cake or whatever the fuck. She can get any cake she fucking wants. Yeah. Anything. She can do anything she wants. She can have strippers there. I mean, hell yeah. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. God, that's really <laughs> awesome to think about. Well, I hope she's celebrating. Me I would too. Love, I just, I'm so happy for her, really. I think so. she's got a good year ahead of her. Yeah, for Lots sure. Lots of exciting things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a wedding, maybe a baby. Who knows mm-hmm. what she'll do. Yep. Very hell exciting. Hell yeah, sky's the limit. That's going to be it, though. Yes. Thank you guys for following our coverage of Brittany. I know mm-hmm. we're not experts. We're trying our best here to figure it out mm-hmm. as we go. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been interesting to follow kind of from the beginning of the the conservatorship, yeah. really, like busting open. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. And she does have a few more court dates. Again, I think it's mostly just to figure out who can, you know, be yeah. put into place to help her transition in an easy way. So we'll kind of, that'll be interesting to see how those go. But I think yeah. for overall, you know, yeah, it's over, dude. It's over. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. I can't imagine. And I hope leave. Jamie, who you said looks like he has sons. Responded. Yeah, <laughs> well, I accidentally, it's really funny. I accidentally said SIDS at first. I was like, I, I was like, he looks like he has SIDS. And Janelle was like, SIDS? What are you talking about? I was like, yeah, the SIDS, death. like in SpongeBob. And she's like, you mean the SUDS? It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Syndrome of an old man. He does look like he has the suds. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's got the suds. He's a GTFO. He just looks like an evil fuck. Yeah, he really does. Fuck them all. Fuck her mom. Fuck Jamie Lynn. Mm -hmm. Trash, trash, trash. Take the trash out. The trash was taken out. Yeah. They're in the dumpster now, baby. baby. All right, that's going to be it for us today, you guys. We will be back next week with another episode. Mm -hmm. But until then, keep it fresh. (laughs) Wait, I fucked that up somehow. What what did I do wrong? She goes, you were about to what do the mile higher outro. You're like, until oh. then, keep on taking your mind. Wrong podcast, Oh, homie. damn it. Okay, wait. Help me then. We will see you on the next sesh. But, but until, until then, then, keep it fresh. <laughs>